It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, And it seems like at any point in our life, things, the time will freeze and stop. And we'll have to put the life and the health and the needs of a child ahead of everything else. And when that happens, we often realize how lucky we are to have Primary Children's Hospital right here. Helicopters are life-flighting. Ambulances are taking our children there. And it is just an amazing blessing and resource to our community. And there is an opportunity coming up in just a few days for each of us to pause for a moment and say thank you and make sure we keep having our children first and always in our life. Joining us in the studio today, we have co- two co-chair women um, who are helping us with the Primary Children's Hospital Telethon, knee deep, uh, right? Uh, elbows deep in this. Natalie Gines, as well as Carol Farr, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Such a pleasure. Linda Davies is also a board member of Primary Children's Hospital. I can't do the math, but how many years have we had the Primary Children's Hospital Telethon? Um, Plenty? It's been uh, quite a few, over 20, 25 years. Decades, decades. And the main goal of the telethon is to open up the opportunity for us as a community to come together. Absolutely. Um, That's, it's, um, when I think about, of all of the things that we could be doing uh, in this community, our, the children are always, like probably for us, primary. And this, our thing is the child first and always. So we're always focused on the child, the experience, the total experience of the child, their family. Uh, everything that we do is always focused towards them. And, and it's a, a very special place here. In, and we're so fortunate to have it here in the inner mountain west. Yeah, and I mentioned that yeah. just in the beginning. In fact, Carol and Natalie can speak to that. It's not just Salt Lake City's uh, primary children's hospital. I mean, it serves the state's neighbor- Five neighboring states. Five yeah. states. Yeah, the old inner mountain west from, from Denver to the west coast. So there's specific training and, and facilities at primary children's that other hospitals don't have. Right. The, the, our hospital has um, one of the best cardio um Centers, centers, right? Centers for children. I'm glad you brought that up because it was just about a year ago where I was at Primary Children's Hospital and a teenager that we were near and dear was in the uh, cardio ICU area. And the question was, will he have a transplant or not? And the having the experts nearby, and many people don't realize, I mean, that was a teenager, but to treat a cardio patient who is just weeks old or born with a congenital defect, it requires the teeniest of catheters. And the teen, and that, those, the, that type of equipment is only at Primary Children's Hospital, which is fantastic. Yes, it is. Um, you know, um, Rebecca, when we think about it, um, last year we had uh, over close to 13,000 children who were helped um, by primary children. Um, and that's, that's just those visits. But then there are, you know, the, the smaller things that we do and everything. And so it's just a, 
it's just a marvelous facility to have there. And I, I know we on our when we go out to a lot of the stores and everything that we talk to or people that we talk to, we bring along a little diaper, and that diaper is probably uh, about like the size of a half. Uh, candy bar it's just that small it's like for three children. band-aids i know next it's to each really, other really 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 amazing and um those children and when you were mentioning that you could do it you could from the time of their child is born until they're about 19 years old they are they follow through if they have a heart condition if there's any kind of condition they are uh, always welcome and part of the primary children's um uh, yeah, organization. Sure. They're there, and the parents can bring them there, and have that continuum of uh, care throughout the throughout the, their well, lives. Well, and there may be a question: Why is it that Primary Children's Hospital requires so many volunteers to make it possible? Whether it's the Festival of Trees or whether it's the Telethon, and that is because of the charity arm of the hospital. There is never we never want there to be a question that a child's family can or cannot afford medical care. So by having this charity angle, then we can make sure. In fact, Carol, tell me a little bit about your history with Primary Children's and how you became involved. I'm actually quite new to the board, um, and and my my introduction to it was just that I was retired. I had time to give back to the community. A friend introduced me to this activity, and I have learned so much since coming on board. And the more I learn, the more the more I can see where else would you want to spend your time, your resources, your money. It is incredible. And the reason we need so many volunteers is that over 16 million dollars was spent last year on charity care cases. This is a community hospital. This has to come from somewhere. It has to come from the community. And we have wonderful corporate donors who are willing and anxious to help raise funds and we help them. So it, so it's just a, a great support system of community leaders and board members uh, going out and educating the public to the fact that we're lucky to have this facility, and it's our blessing and privilege to support it. And I need to point out the date because you're saying you're hearing about the Primary Children's Hospital Telethon. It's been going on for 20 years. When is it happening? It is coming up June 2nd. And Natalie, tell us a bit about what you have planned for the Primary Children's Telethon. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. We have um, our theme this year has been be, be a hospital hero. And when you think about heroes, for us, we think of the doctors and the nurses. We think of our board members. We are one, we are three of over 50 women who serve on this board who go out into the community and and help our donors. Um, we think of the families, the siblings. Their, their whole life has been uprooted lots of times and changed forever. And but we mostly think of those children, and that is probably our the part of the telethon that is the most um, delightful for us is to have these children come, and we have so many of them come with IV poles and um, oxygen tanks. But they they get to come and have fun. We have face painting. We have a disc jockey up there um, dancing. We have such good food. We have people from the. We have such great such a great community that wants to be a part of this and all of this is donated to us and they get to come and have fun and there's things for them to do but 
but most of all, we get to hear their stories, and some of them are just heartbreaking. And but but most of they're there, and they're actually able to come and party with us, which is a a big thing for them. And it's kind of a payday for those of us that do this behind the scenes, because things have changed nowadays. We don't always get to see the people that we help because of laws. Privacy, yeah. sure. And so it's it's kind of nice for us to be able to see some of these children that we that we raise the funds for. Yeah, and they round. change, especially as you mentioned numbers, 13 to 16,000 children that, that are coming through their doors. The last time I was there was, uh, well, gosh, it was December, and I had the opportunity to be in one of the playrooms where they come in to play bingo. And it was an emotional moment because you talk about those, the, the IV poles, and the children are coming in, not always rosy-cheeked. They're sallow, they're tired, but to be able to be a kid again for a minute and then to see that that Santa Claus was coming and uh, the the world was caring about them and thinking about them um, and, and to be a child again for a moment to be able to play. Primary Children's Hospital does a beautiful job. If you have not, if you're one of those rare individuals that has not been t- to the hospital and you haven't had to walk the hallways because someone you love is there, then you may not realize that right inside there are so many things that have been built in to help the moral and and mental and, and social cares of of the child, the whole child, because that helps as they heal and move forward. And Linda, you've been right. a big part of that. Right. Um, uh, for example, some of the fun things that they do, um, the kids, uh, a lot of times they have uh, dietary restrictions. But sometimes in the middle of the night, they want uh, strawberry shake or they want shrimp or whatever they I don't want. blame them for wanting shrimp but a strawberry shake <laughs> no, it's sounding pretty good right uh, about now but but that they can call down and get whatever they want um, they can uh, they can we have um, you know we have music therapy sometimes you hear that music does a lot of great things for people and this therapy um, brings them a great deal of uh, joy and everything in their lives. It's just a wonderful thing. Well, you think thing. about that. I mean, many of us have been hospitalized before. You're in a room. And if you can leave that room and go to a place where someone, a volunteer has decided to play the piano, a volunteer has decided to play the guitar, it can be a, a, a wonderful break in that day. Lift your mood, forget a bit about the pain that you're in and the fears you might have about an upcoming surgery or just come out. One of my favorite things that Primary Children's Hospital has is the pet therapy when those golden doodles or other dogs kind of slowly walk in with their tail wagging and it'll uh, choke me up because that little gentle dog will just sit down beside that child and that child everything is just focused petting everybody feels a little bit better and it it's just a beautiful and again that's coming from the community as well it is and a lot of times we have people in the community too who will make these beautiful quilts that they uh that they can put on their bed as a reminder of that they are you know like cuddling up too and we even have this really um a lot of our volunteers put together these dolls that um, they put and then the child when the doctors come to them and talk to them about what procedures they're going to be doing they can show them with these little they're just like little 
dolls with little outfits on them, and they can show them where they're going to have the incision and everything. And it's these are all little little things that help to make that great experience a good experience. And we've learned from that that the right. more information and decision making that child has, the better the experience overall is. Natalie, have you had uh, children or family members or neighbors who have been at Primary Children's? I have. My three, I have three. My three youngest children have all spent time there. Minor things for the most part, but our youngest, he he has had to be treated there. He's finally aged out and has to go to an adult doctor, which just isn't near as fun. No, he's probably really <laughs> disappointed. Yes. I mean, I don't get to go back. And what did you feel the difference of between that pediatric care at Primary Children's Hospital versus uh, a standard medical treatment? It's so different. It's so unique to the child. This particular child of ours had kidney problems, and he got a procedure doll like Linda was talking about. He is it with a nephrologist? Is uh-huh. that what the expert? Yes, sure. he had nephrology mm-hmm. ne- nephrosis, and he. But the procedure doll helped him so much. He came in the hospital terrified of needles, and he had to have so many different needles poked in him. Now he's. The, the child of mine that's not afraid of needles or shots Been or anything. Been there, done that, <laughs> yeah. right? But to have, be able to, first of all, he got to do it to the doll, which kind of empowers them and lets them know. He and has a little he, syringe in his hand, yep, right? They, sure. mm-hmm. he, he got to do it himself, and then he knew exactly what was going to be done. So when he went into the room, because a lot of these procedures, they, they are put out, but some they're not. And this to put a pick line in, they're not put out. And so for him to be able to know exactly what the doctor was doing the whole time was, was so amazing. At this time, he was eight years old. So he was old enough to understand enough, but um, but still very frightened. And, and so, got ahead. perfect care. And he just, uh, he has a love for the hospital, too, that has helped nurtured why I want to be a volunteer for the hospital because of his great love and the great care that we got there. It can change the dynamic, and and most of us have had the opportunity and the challenge of raising small children. And it is frightening. It can be very frightening for them to have uh, medical treatment and, and to be in a strange place with strange people. And when you have a hospital that's been designed to lower that fear, to increase the relationships and the friendship, they start to see this as a location of we're visiting friends. I know those nurses. I know those doctors. And, and, and that, to me, is a quality of care that is just extraordinary. It's Primary Children's Hospital. For those who've just joined us, welcome to Utah's uh, Weekly Forum. Joining us in the studio, we have Carol Farr as well as Natalie Gines. They're both two of the co-chairwomen, uh, some of the women behind the scenes that are helping to bring back uh, the Primary Children's Telethon, which is coming up June 2nd in the evening. You'll be watching KSL 5 TV, Linda Davies, even as I mentioned, many years, a producer of the telethon. And, and as we've been talking about some of these inside stories, that's one of the beauties to me of the telethon on TV is that you get to go behind the curtains and get an in, uh, a close-up look of what's happening in the hospital. Uh, you do. Um, we have um, the most from from the doctors who are probably some of the best in, in the world, um, nurses, uh, therapists, even the people who um, are like the run the hospital in terms of like custodial services, the the shop, the, the gift shop, everything. Everyone is um, excited to be a part of this uh, wonderful, wonderful thing that we have that's the hospital. And uh, a lot of times, um, the other thing that we are very, very grateful for are our 
people who are our donors, who are uh, companies that we work with, uh, organizations that we work with throughout the year who come to they catch the spirit of the hospital as well too they are they are an amazing group of people and we are just um we love working with them as volunteers and they do they catch the spirit of the hospital and they are so excited uh when they do these events that we have throughout the year they become um it's it's they become totally excited about what we do and we are so grateful also to them for all of the things that they do uh, to help the kids as well. Do you have a, a, and I appreciate you sharing that because it really is a community hospital. It is. It is the donors, it's the the, uh, companies behind the scene, it's the volunteers that step in, it's the medical staff, many of them providing charitable care on their, you know, on their hours to make sure that we are always taking care of children. But is there a big picture, Carol? I mean, when you stepped in and and joined the uh, primary Children's Hospital Telethon Board. Uh, um, were you surprised at the amount of charity care that the hospital provides? I mean, it's hard I, to get that big picture. But I don't it's know million. if I was surprised at that. Um, I I have been surprised at at other things, and one of the things that that I came to learn is that the hospital doesn't just address the child; it addresses the whole family. And so, when Natalie talks about her son having a love for the hospital, we get to hear these stories. We get to hear former patients, but we also get to hear family members of former patients and the love they have for the hospital. I was speaking uh, recently with a brother who's—I mean, a brother of a patient—who said to me, "It was so traumatic, but our whole family was there. My parents were stressed." Someone came and found the others, three the other of children, us, siblings, and yeah. said, you know, here's some zoo passes. Why don't you get out of the hospital and go over to Hogel Zoo? I mean, they're so concerned about treating the entire family. And that has been an eye-opener to me. Well, and I appreciate that because Natalie kind of mentioned a bit about heroes because the the theme, mm-hmm. what is the overall theme about heroes? What's it called again? Hospital heroes. Okay, the hospital heroes. And and indeed, the siblings of a child who's sick, their life is it's changed. As you mentioned, I um, and, and they are the unsung heroes. And, and the parents needs, of mm-hmm. these children. You mentioned, you know, your whole life is on hold. There are instances, uh, a young child was born with cystic fibrosis, um, stay-at-home mother, two other children in the family. The father was in graduate school. Suddenly, the father drops out of graduate school. The mother goes to work. The bills are incredible. I mean, the whole dynamic, the whole um, family is is kind of turned upside down. And so there's a lot of care given to to those emotional needs, as well as good medical care. Well, and we're learning more and more about cancer, but it can be even more frightening when you have childhood cancer diagnosed, because it is rare. And we haven't uh, been able to devote a lot of research on how to you know, prevent it early. And so when that diagnosis comes, it is pretty scary. But it's so wonderful to know that Primary Children's Hospital also are leaders in oncology, pediatric oncology. In fact, it, it just seems to me that every month or two, I'll get a call and someone I love is there and just uh, two months ago, uh, my daughter-in-law's sister diagnosed as a teenager with leukemia. And one day she's at home. The next day she's at Primary Children's. And it was within 36 hours that the chemo treatment was started. Immediately they recognized here are risk factors. Let's get the diagnosis. The labs were open and she was getting care. Some of her care, she's at the hospital for a day 
or two, and then she returns home because they want her to have as much home experience as she can. But that is, was just a reminder that it's it's not just trauma and accidents, or in your case, we have one of the most wonderful kidney nephrologists up at Primary Children's Hospital, but and, cancer you know, care. Mm-hmm. One of the great things is, um, re- since you were speaking about cancer, they um, it's one of the leading cancer care centers for children in the United States, uh, their survival rate is over 85% with some types of cancer that have 100%. So that's really a wonderful thing. But also, we have um, diseases or um, situations where um, the children have uh, something that we don't know what it is. And the hospital uh, has a team of people that can help you with Everything from cystic fibrosis to, um, I mean, orthopedic care. Uh, there are just all kinds of different areas, including these, I guess, what they call orphan diseases that are, you know, Rare. not as, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. The hospital will go to great lengths to do as much research as possible to find out how to treat that one child. In fact, uh, one of our board members, um, her granddaughter has been there constantly with a very uh, rare situation, a rare disease that she has. Actually, she was born with this. She's been, she's 11 years old, and usually the rate of, uh, you know, the rate, the child doesn't make it past a year or two. She's 11 years uh, old, and these kinds of things uh, are a part of the miracles that happen there all the time. And, and I'll note this because there are many of us who have family members who's had a child who has not um, been able to have his or her life spared because of the advanced stages of, of the disease or so. I'll, I'll mention this. Primary Children's Hospital is is there to take care of the heart and the emotions of families in every area, from immediate diagnosis to the, the most difficult of challenges. Now, we have about five minutes left together. Now, the Primary Children's Hospital Telethon, I mentioned it was June 2nd. It'll be on KSL TV, Channel 5. Is yeah. it uh, lighting up at 6 p.m.? Uh, on t- TV, it will be okay. from 6 to 9 p.m., so you'll be able to see it during th- that period of time. But outside of TV, what, what are the hours of the event? Well, I think it starts, uh, they'll probably start at 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. where you can go to kslkids.com to make um, the donations the, the mm-hmm. donations throughout the day. I think KSL will be there. FM 100.3 will be, will be there. there. <laughs> yes. So, so we'll be telling everybody to hop online to kslkids.com starting at 11 in the morning because actually you could give now. I'll just tell you that. But absolutely. if you're listening to this, you want to run home, uh, you know, you certainly can check that off. And, and you're thinking of the heroes, the doctors, the hospitals, the parents, the children, And people who donate are heroes. Because they make it possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Millions of dollars of charity care that is provided for children in five different states. But there's something that makes time stop still, though, when you see a life flight helicopter coming into downtown Salt Lake and then landing on the roof. And to me, that's that hero is when you're in crisis as a family, there is a place. Primary Children's is the only level one trauma care center for pediatrics in the Intermountain West. So, so this is the premier place to so be. So this is the, the helicopters come all day long have because you, this is the place. Have you seen that little uh, one of the practice labs that they have at the hospital where the physicians and the nurses are trained on those little mini mannequins, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that stunning for you, Natalie? Yeah, it, it is. It's amazing. And they get 
that it's so it's so great that these nurses and doctors can practice because I think that's part of the thing as a parent is you don't want the practicing on your child. When and that so, trauma event occurs, right. right? And sometimes at other hospitals, you, you sometimes feel that way. And, and it has to happen. I understand that. But it's so nice in our hospital that they get a chance to practice on dolls. And they're right there. They're right on the main floor that where we have our telethon. <laughs> so before I let you go, why give? I mean, each of you have... Uh, your own story, your own compelling friends, but as, as, as reasons why you're involved with Primary Children's Hospital. But for those who are listening right now, why do you think it will be so important for someone to either call in during the telethon or go online and donate? Well, when you mentioned helicopter coming in, I remember saying to one of my friends, oh, I feel really bad when I see one of those helicopters flying in because that means that family is going to go through a lot of a lot of situations from now on and she said to me she was one of our board members she said aren't we grateful that it is there because the minute that helicopter takes that child they have a great opportunity to get better and so I always say I'm just so grateful that we have it there that that we can do that for any child in our area and that's true the care begins right as they board the helicopter sure and so that's uh, one of the things that I'm glad that it's that place up there on the hill that you can go to and know that you'll get the very best for your child regardless and if, if your child hasn't been there yet just give it time. Uh, if your neighbor's someone, child hasn't yes, been there, someone someone you mm-hmm. know will have a child there. How about you, Carrie? It it is that it's the humanity. Um, just knowing that people are always going to be faced with medical challenges, with birth defects, with heartbreaking situations in their lives. There's very little that an outsider can do to alleviate or help that. But the financial stress and strain will always be there. That we can help with, and we don't need to know these these kids. We don't need to know their families. We just, I think, can feel good about the fact that we're making possible the kind of care that is necessary without questions being asked about ability to pay. I I love that. Because somebody will make the difference. Because 24 hours a day, those revolving doors, there's a story of a family walking through and and the load, oh, it'll make me emotional a bit to think about them walking through the doors that once they do, that load is off their shoulder and shared by a a caring community with the humanity um, up first, up foremost in their thoughts. What about you, Natalie? Well, for me, why why should you donate if you're listening is because all of the money that you donate we're volunteers we we give our time and our gas and our energy and doing what we can just so that we can say that all of the money donated goes to help children at primary children's hospital and their families and that means a lot to me i don't want to give my money and know that a percentage is going to some to pay for a celebrity or someone else. I want to know that all my money is going to help. And giving to primary children's is that's a guarantee that all of your money will go to help sick children and their families. Well, if, as a mother of a child who's been at Primary Children's Hospital, thank you for your volunteer efforts. It's Natalie Gines, coach, chairwoman of Primary Children's Hospital Telethon coming up on June 2nd. Also, Carrie Farr, thank you for volunteering your time and knocking on those doors of those donors, right? It's our pleasure. To, <laughs> and it'll be a big celebration for all of us on June 2nd. Linda, thank you so much. KSL TV, Channel 5 starting at 6 p.m. But throughout the day, you'll be have an opportunity and the night to go online at KSL. Tell me the website again. KSLKids.com. Okay.
go on that and you can begin donating and become a hero for the other heroes that are walking through the hospital. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you for having us.